0: Josh, why does Hollywood lack intelligence on thought? The answer lies within the question. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling
1: grounded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts,
1: Josh and Joe.
0: So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grinded Podcast and like this video. Share this video also to any person that you feel might benefit or might enjoy this content. Also, we want you guys to be patrons. Follow us on Patreon. For only three bucks a month, you guys will be able to see exclusive content that Josh and I genuinely love to put out there. Also, follow us at Feeling Grinded Podcast on Instagram. And lastly, put questions on our videos or send us direct messages on Instagram or on this YouTube video, uh, we would appreciate that, and uh, follow us on any one of our platforms. Big things are coming for Feeling Grounded Podcast, uh, and we hope that you can share this journey with us. Amen to that. Amen. You've got questions.
1: You're feeling grounded. Entertainment. Where's the entertainment, guys?
0: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, what are we
1: talking about today, Joe?
0: So. General impressions. We're talking about Lord of the Rings today versus the 10 years later, The Hobbit. And then we're. I want to tie it into what's coming uh, around the footwork of the newest Amazon Lord of the Rings show. So mm. when you saw Lord of the Rings for the first time, Josh, what were your initial impressions? Like the original Peter Jackson movies?
1: I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Completely blown away. So now I was probably like... 10 or 11 when I watched these. Mm-hmm. When at least when I watched the first one. And then the second one, I watched probably a year later. And then Return of the King, I waited until it came out. Yeah. And then we watched it on DVD. Mm-hmm. But it completely changed my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it was my favorite movie, and it still is like my my favorite trilogy of movies of, yeah. of all time. I it's, mean, amazing, amazing. It's
0: brilliant. It's epic. Yeah. For my childhood years as well, I was so enveloped in plot mm-hmm. and i was so enveloped in each of the characters because you have a nine hour like when you think of nine hours for a movie you, you would think that it's a slog mm-hmm. where it's where it's dragging the whole time but no there it's is not at all yeah. no it's it's one of my favorites as well i would say it's above star wars it's above it's got five different endings to it but by damn it it deserves it yeah
1: yeah, no, it's amazing. It really is. It really is a masterpiece. It completely like I said, it completely changed my life. From that point on, I was so invested in the world of fantasy. I used to like creatively write. I would write stories mm-hmm, based in that in that world. And I was like so in love with that stuff. My siblings yeah. and I, we would pretend that we were the characters and we would yeah. play outside and running around with sticks. Like like mm-hmm. it was just it completely changed everything.
0: Yeah. And, um, and I felt I felt the whole like after seeing those movies, I had other things to like fill it up with my time because we were still young and impressionable kids. So after Return mm-hmm. of the King, you know, I thought it was done. We weren't going to be seeing anything. You know, rumors about The Hobbit came around around to the late 2000s and 2010. We learned like that The Hobbit uh, was coming out and, you know, I felt excited about it. But now that we know this in retrospect, Hollywood always seems to, you know, take what's good and, you know, oversaturate it
1: yeah well, yeah,
0: and so the hobbit bold claim right here because this has been talked ad nauseam for a lot of people but i still still think it deserves noting hobbit is everything that the lord of the rings isn't
1: exactly yeah exactly yeah the hobbit is just no bueno nobody bueno for tons of reasons um completely the vision is gone like the, mm-hmm. the the concept of just taking what's in the book and then turning it into an incredible movie it just was not Mm-hmm. It was not the case with this, and obviously there's a lot of production woes, which I don't know if you're going to dive into with it, but
0: we'll go um, into it. I, I didn't take, keep any notes for it, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. All right. but uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I have to say. Is it's it's definitely not the Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's d- dive into like the plot. Let's be really bare bones about this and say like the basic beat for beat. So Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, Bilbo Swaggins is recruited. He he helps dwarves reclaim a treasure that was taken from them by a dragon Smaug. dragon is killed and people of all races elves men uh dwarves fight over claim to the treasure right yeah okay uh hopefully i didn't miss anything but the lord of the rings it's roughly 1200 1300 pages right Mm -hmm. and the hobbit just is about 300 or something like that so lord of the rings has three movies three books well one book three parts um At least that's how Tolkien envisioned it. But The Hobbit also has three movies for a 300-page book. You know, it's filler. So Mm -hmm. much of that, like 75% of the movies are filler, you know, filled with like, what is it, flashbacks, stuff having no impact, generic villains, uh, CGI action, uh, tie-ins and fan service to Lord of the Rings that ultimately have no place, and added characters,
1: yeah, added characters, added plot points, added villains. Like they, they just invented all of these. They, they, you know, from the outside, as opposed to just using what they had with the book.
0: I can't remember who mentioned this, but when you have Lord of the Rings, which is, like I said, twelve hundred pages, it's so much for th- even three movies. They struggled to actually figure out what to keep in.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they took stuff out, you know, from from the books, as opposed to adding things in that they thought would make it more entertaining for the for the public.
0: And that's the thing, like with keeping stuff in and fighting to keep that in, everything felt significant. Because they know what felt significant. This is a long time ago. It's about 20 years ago since uh, the first Lord of the Rings came out. The 20 year anniversary is coming up of uh, mm-hmm. Fellowship, which is mm-hmm. my favorite.
1: Mm, yeah, Return of the King is mine. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, and I think. I watched this whole documentary on the story of, of how The Hobbit was made and, like, mm-hmm. the production was behind it. And it was just, like, the whole like whole concept, the whole vision was just blurred from the start. Because I guess Peter Jackson originally was not supposed to do it. He wasn't going to direct it. Right. But then the person who did, like, dropped out the last second. And then they asked Peter Jackson to take over. So here he is, like, not planning on doing this thing. And then he comes in and, like, is forced. Last like, minute. Like, last minute. He doesn't have a direction. He doesn't have, like... And then they know they want to make three movies out of this. Like that, that's kind of what he, the world. Really? Is into. I yeah. heard
0: that they were like, the rumor was going to be two movies, or at least it was confirmed two oh, so, movies, so which two. Yeah. which I was in favor of. Uh, right. I know stuff would have been added. Of course you can't compare it to, L-O-T-R, right. but then studio interference came in and wanted it to be three movies just because of right, dollars right. Si- dollar right. signs.
1: As opposed to like the vision or whatever like, mm-hmm. that could have stayed there. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely, it should have been a one movie 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 i think you know they really shouldn't have done mm-hmm. additional stuff because everything is there within the hobbit and it's all yeah. entertaining enough but anyway so that's kind of what happened with a production of it peter Jackson was just thrown into it with no plan no vision and it just kind of did as he went right and, that, and like the actors were saying like they were struggling with the direction and the story and the scripts and like things were changing every day and like everything was just madness yeah um so it was hard for them to even just come up with with just a storyline and you know and with no vision and with no
0: vision, you try to overcompensate for stuff like CGI yeah, action, which exactly. makes it which tensionless. Mm-hmm. Uh but Lord of the Rings, it felt grounded, it felt restrained. And mm-hmm. obviously with the whole grounded thing, there's magic. Yes, I understand that. We don't have that in planet Earth. But, you know, it, stuff like gravity mattered. <laughs> um, like, oh, for example, The Hobbit, the characters, they fall from incredible heights and survive. Nobody mm-hmm. can survive those incredible falls. I'm thinking in my head, the uh, uh, in The Unexpected Journey Part 1, they're in the Goblin King's uh, den or something like that. And they fall from, like, <laughs> a thousand foot drop and they all survive. And they're fine, yeah. Nobody would survive that. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, And in addition to that, you have this in the book, but you have like 14 dwarves. And at the end of the eight hour, nine hour slog of all of that, nobody knows like more than like two or or three of them. You look back at them and you're like, I don't know any of these characters names. Mm -hmm. Um, And to top it all off, Bilbo, the main character, he's written out of like the majority of the third movie. (laughs) I know he's like, not even in it.
1: <laughs> I know, so it's crazy, and there's a million things that are wrong with this. But what I yeah. wish they did is just, they just had the vision from the start. We're just gonna do what's in the book, and we're gonna make that a reality. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like J.R.R. Tolkien was such an amazing writer. He was an amazing fantasy writer. That everything that's entertaining that's within the book. So like, just keep it. Just keep mm-hmm. it. You don't need to add. You don't need to subtract. Like just, it's there. Yeah. Just, just do it.
0: It writes writes itself. It writes itself. Don't be don't be greedy. And here's what I'm going with for uh, uh, Amazon's Lord of the Rings series. So it's supposed to take place, I I believe, around like the second age. So before even The Hobbit, before even uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're making it very Game of Thrones-esque because that's the fashion nowadays. And I guess they're totally ignoring how season eight sucked. But supposedly they're making it very edgy. A lot of nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Which there is no place of that ever in Lord of the Rings at all. It Mm. seems like there's a lot of interference from the people, from the elites, uh, from studio interference. And this is going to be a nightmare because it's not Tolkien's vision. Mm, And there's going to be also with mentioning Game of Thrones. With Game of Thrones, that has its place because... It makes it ten- a lot of ten- have a lot of tension because you don't know who is good and bad and who's going to betray the other. With Lord of the Rings, you know who is good and who is bad. Mm-hmm. That's not going to take place, I suppose, in in this one. So I have my worries right from the start. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a-, a-, a train wreck, and I am not going to watch it.
0: And we will be there for your for your coverage, people yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah well one of us will probably watch it but
0: we will continue to monitor this and i will and hopefully we will like it because we want to like it Mm -hmm. but knowing what we know
1: yeah exactly tolkien is going to be rolling in his grave
0: laughing or crying some both probably some some both probably (laughs) the future is inevitable but let's travel back in time Okay. Time, uh... December fifteenth, nineteen sixty one. Adolf Eichmann, he was sentenced to death for war crimes in Israel. Mm. So, do you have you heard about Adolf Eichmann, Josh? I just I've heard Adolf, and I thought it's a, probably a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. He was um, one of the primary organizers of the Holocaust. They called him; his nickname was the architect uh... of the Holocaust. And so he was responsible for the deportation of like hundreds of thousands of Jews to death camps. And after the Nazis were defeated, the interesting story is Eichmann, he fled to Argentina and lived there till about 1960. Mm. So, quite a long time in order for him to lay low. He was captured, he faced trial, found guilty of war crimes, uh, understandably so, and hanged. Um, He faced trial. And this trial was televised, and it really shows to the world at large, for the first time, all of the Nazis' acts, mm. you know? Uh, but in Argentina, I'll go back to that. He was living under the name Ricardo Clement, okay. and he lived a quiet and suburban life. You know, he had a wife, he had two kids, and captured in May of 1960, and, you know, he was shoved into a car. It was a really arduous process trying to figure out, like, where he was and trying to, like, make sure it went all smoothly according to plan. Yeah, shoved in a car, gagged, 11-day interrogation, you know, then moved back to Israel. There's actually a movie based on it. It came out about three years ago. I don't think you've heard of... Oscar Isaac was in it. Operation Finale. Ben Kingsley. Great movie. Nice.
1: I feel like there's so many movies. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went through, like, a big movie thing this past year, and I watched mm-hmm. a lot of movies, but, like, there's still so many. Yeah. <laughs> of course um it's very interesting it's a very interesting story all right joe so mine december 15th 1944 Mm -hmm. joe have you ever heard of the man glenn miller yes you familiar with him so he was a band leader he he was the one that like created the genre of big band music like Mm -hmm. he he had it was this band leader who had this amazing band i forget where it might have been new york or somewhere south but um he was the one who wrote "In the Mood," which is the <coughs> oh, I love that. Um, it's just like a big dance song, you know. You always see it in like old movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing guy. But on this day, December 15, nineteen forty-four, he randomly disappeared, like he just vanished. Okay. So, you know, here he is. He's a big guy, kind of in the height of his career. Um, he was the, the best-selling artist from nineteen thirty-nine to nineteen forty-two. He was he was on everybody's everyone knew him like everyone had the 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 vinyls like everyone was listening to him on the Mm -hmm. radio i mean he was he was the guy right before being was a thing and so um yeah and then he took a flight he flew from either from new york to to british or somewhere to germany i forget because he was Mm -hmm. moving he was relocating his band somewhere in the uk and um yeah so it was to britain and While flying over the English Channel in this... It was like a C-67 airplane. I think is what it was. I could be wrong about that. Um, It just disappeared. It vanished.
0: And Any indication of where he he went or afterwards? Nope. Still nothing. It's gone. Disappeared.
1: So it never landed. um, And it's just gone. And no one knows the whereabouts. Like, no one knows anything. And, And there's even... There's two other military men who were with him. And flying... And they disappeared, too.
0: Never found their bodies. Never never
1: found them, never found this plane, never found anything. So there's been a lot of conspiracy theories about Glenn Miller. And a lot of people think that he was involved in World War II somehow. And that Dwight D. Eisenhower, like, had him assassinated. So that's one theory. The the second theory is that he was trying to make negotiations with Nazi Germany. And then the Allied Powers, who I guess at the time were in the English Channel, like, shot down the plane. (laughs) Wow! <laughs> but the general idea is that this type of plane, it had a problem in the carburetor that when it was too cold outside, it would, the carburetor would ice up, the engine would freeze, and it would take. So that's what people think. So the general consensus is that they flew in the uh, such in a cold area, and it was like it was December, so it was freezing. Yeah, yeah. Um, very in the dead of winter. Well, sort of. <laughs> very cold. That the airplane froze, and just crashed into the water, and everyone they all died right? they all so, died so that's what people think but no one knows because it was never never discovered
0: the truth will come because there's physical evidence we still have not found yet so or maybe they were just abducted by aliens because we haven't found the bodies yet
1: that could you know I. that's it that's it Joe that's it they were abducted <laughs> and they're chilling on Mars now anyways because apparently because Martians love big band music little known fact
0: <laughs> I see you are aliens of culture as well Good one, Joe. It's time for Happy Crappy. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, man, let's let's dive into this. How you doing, Joe? I'm Yeah. Yeah. I I I understand completely. <laughs> it's been a week.
0: It's it this week has existed. That's all I can say.
1: It has. You know, let's just jump right into some happy crappies.
0: All right. I will uh, address the, uh, my feelings because this is about our feelings. We're here to vent and project. Um, all
1: of you ki- listeners,
0: all kidding aside. Um, yeah, I slipped on black ice. Uh, there was a little bit of a white snow layer on top of that. I don't think there was any salt on there at all. Uh, completely ate it. I fell right on top of my back and my neck. Um, went to the ER for a while uh, a couple days ago and took the next uh, day off. Felt great to do that, but I felt great afterwards. Basically what happened in the ER, there wasn't any breakage. Um to, yeah and also I'll, that kind of goes into the happy but to top it all off on that day as well when I completely ate it my windshield wiper broke I overslept oh, it, it was it was a day bad things came in three for sure Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's yeah. <laughs> um, but my happy to go into that you know I was in the ER nothing broken at all like I said before it was just a contusion or another way to say it, bruising um uh, I replaced the windshield wiper and by 9 9 p.m. I was I was back home. Everything was great. Oh, well there you go. So that's your happy. Yeah, that is my happy. So nothing bad came of it.
1: Mm, uh, I and see. I was
0: I was thankful. I w- I kept patient all the way throughout the day, so All
1: right, well that's good. That's good. Yeah, so mine, my crappy. The kids are sick yet again. They have um every other week. Yeah, I know right. But um now they have the hand-foot mouth disease, so it's been pretty awful because they're in a lot of pain and there's blisters and they don't sleep and it's just been like a...
0: Screaming like no, no tomorrow.
1: Yeah. So I had a horrible night last night with my oldest who just did not sleep at all. He screamed the entire night. So Tossing and turning. Yeah, because his feet were bugging and he wanted mommy and daddy and it was just not fun. So I'm sorry hear that, man. they can be done like tonight. Hopefully it will be better, but we'll see. So, that's kind of the crappy. It's just the kids weren't doing well and I did not get much sleep. But the good, the happy, I made my goal Mm -hmm. for my body weight. I did it. Yeah. Where are you at now? Where are you at now? I'm sitting pretty right now at 241.4, which the goal was 241.8, which I achieved yesterday. What's amazing is the day before that, I was Mm -hmm. 244.0. So, I had one awesome day where I I went for a long run and I ate really well. I had soup and sandwiches. I had sushi for lunch. Like... I was on fire, and I ate enough so I was full. But like mm-hmm. it was, just it was clean and good, and I felt so good. And then the day after it was, th- I was three pounds lighter. Like it was crazy.
0: Dude, crazy. keep it up, man! And you enjoyed yeah. the food that you had too. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was good.
1: It was good. So I'm gonna keep at it and uh, hopefully get to my goal. So I, my new goal is uh, by the end of the year I want to be under three, under two, three. <laughs> under two 240 so i'll be like 239 by, 239. by jan- okay. january 1st which i think i can i can do that yeah but you got I, like three weeks yeah yeah my ultimate goal is 220 which i don't think i can achieve that by the end of the month but um that's my ultimate goal is to get there and then i'm going to rebuild and do the captain america workout plan
0: <laughs> oh i know that i know the cap plan
1: yeah so i'm going to try to do that and see see if i can get something similar but probably not but. It'll be nice to build up to something. So that's it. So happy. the My goal weight achieved it. And then my unhappy crappy. You
0: need to constantly watch Marvel movies in order to be inspired. To be so. inspired,
1: yeah. No. I just have to watch that scene where, where he's like pulling the helicopter. Have you but seen that
0: But constantly... Come on, dude. Of course I have. But you're constantly... You're, your brain is going to be fried from all of the tremendous stimulation from all of those movies. So i i feel bad for you
1: (laughs) yeah so then i won't be able to actually exercise because i'll be so i'll spend so much time yeah yeah and and,
0: and that's and that's a problem because you know we're always searching for inspiration but instead we just search for inspiration constantly and we think we have accomplished something
1: i know exactly the brain says we've done something but the body says no you dingus you've just Mm -hmm. been moving your thumb like this or you've just been sitting there like this
0: I'm glad we have this talk. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> what, what, what did I say about projecting before?
1: <laughs> exactly. So, Joe, though, I did my measurements and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I measured myself the first of the year in January of last year. If we so had any female,
0: subscri- female subscribers, they would be.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Careful, but girls. I, He's married. I lost, yeah, I lost five inches off my belly.
0: Five inches. That's crazy. That's great, man.
1: Yeah, I feel great. Things are going so well. So, okay. Happy crappy.
0: So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Granted Podcast and like this video. Share this video also to any person that you feel might benefit or might enjoy this content. Also, we want you guys to be patrons. Follow us on Patreon. For only 3 bucks a month, you guys will be able to see exclusive content that Josh and I genuinely love to put out there also follow us at feeling grounded podcast on instagram and lastly put questions on our videos or send us direct messages on instagram or on this youtube video uh we would appreciate that and uh follow us on any one of our platforms big things are coming for feeling grounded podcasts uh and we hope that you can share this journey with us amen to that amen you've got questions you're feeling grounded